Amen. If you have your Bibles, I hope you're at John chapter 21. John chapter 21. I want to talk to you for a few moments on the life of a man named Simon Peter. As you're turning and as you get there, let me remind you of some of the greatness that this one man is remembered for. As he is the first one to preach the gospel after the ascension of the Christ. He's the first one to preach the gospel after the giving of the Spirit at Pentecost. As the Bible says that he stands and says to them, these are not drunk as you suppose, but this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel that in the last days saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. This is the man who walked by the lame and his shadow would literally heal them. He is the first man to raise the dead after Christ's ascension. This man named the Apostle Peter who we, we look to and, and sometimes we remember him also for his mess ups. We, we need to remember him for his greatness. But aren't you thankful that even though he did have some faults, that there was a God that used him mightily at the end of this thing. And you know what? I think that's hope for us all. Because sometimes our mouths are bigger than our brains. You know anybody like that? Anybody would admit sometimes my mouth is bigger than my brain? And sometimes our faith is much smaller than the problem that we're facing. But there's a God that is a God of second chances and that says your, fail, your failures will not define you. But the future that I have destined for you and the promise that I gave you many days ago and what i spoke over your life the enemy cannot stop it hell cannot hinder it because the word of the lord is still yes and amen so we begin in john 21 and after these things jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the sea of tiberias and in this way he showed himself simon peter thomas called the twin nathaniel of canaan and galilee the sons of zebedee and two others of his disciples were together Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we're going with you also. And they went out immediately and got into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. Father, thank you for moments in our lives that you remind us that you're the God who is near. And here we stand the first Sunday of this new year. And our cry this year is this, be near to us. Let us hear you when you whisper. Let us sense you in dark times. May our lives be holy that you might be involved in them. Renew us as we begin a new journey, a new year, that we may walk worthy of the calling of God that is on us as the church. We love you and we praise you. We give you the glory and everyone said together today, amen. Jesus has died. He has resurrected and he has shown himself. He's shown himself to the lady in the garden who was crying and he says to her, no reason to cry, it's me. He shows himself to the disciples not once but twice behind locked doors he shows his hands and his side to them. We've seen the Lord show himself several times, but in these days of which we now quote the book of Acts, that he shown himself alive by many infallible proofs, it was during all of this time that the disciples were still wrestling with what do we do next? 
Ever been there? Here we are the first of the year, so what do we do next? He's alive, we know that. The mission, is it changed? The mission, is it still there? Are we still to go and teach? What are we to do now? What All of these things that are going on, they've seen the empty tomb, they've seen him resurrected, but there seems to be no teaching. What do we do now? We're just a little confused of what to do, even though we've just experienced something great, but what do we do next? What do we do now? Have you ever been there where, where things seem to be okay, but you don't know what to do, where you are with what you have, and it's in this place that Simon, Peter does all that he knows to do and he just sort of looks at everyone and he says you know what I'm going fishing because that's what I know to do that's what I know how to do and I know when to do it I know everything about it because I'm a skilled fisherman and so I'm just going to go back to what I was doing and I'm just going to go fishing for a little while and then all of a sudden the other disciples that were with him said well we're going with you the first thing I want you to see here is this your life has an effect on all of those people around you And when you begin to walk right, live right, and talk right, the people around you will begin to notice that you've changed and that you're living right and talking right and being right. But in this moment of weakness, do not forget that that same people that are near you are now going to see you going backwards instead of going forward. And so I've come to remind the church today that this, we never walk backwards, but we always press on toward the mark of the high calling of God that is in Christ Jesus. And when we don't know what to do, we do not go backwards to do what we used to do, but we just be still and we lift up our hands and we say the God that brought us here is going to be the God that sees us through because he did not bring me this far to leave me but he brought me this far to lead me on but so many times in our humanness we don't know what to do and we get anxious and so we begin to go backwards instead of just being still and letting him be God and so we begin to have an effect on ourselves and on everyone who is around us I've come to tell you today that God is looking for a church whose testimony is always the same and that is that he is savior, sanctifier, holy ghost, baptizer, healer and a soon coming king and that we will proclaim in the good times or in the bad times that we are still the faithful the children of the most high God and the gates of hell will not prevail against us and so what are we going to do in this different time we're going to stand and we're going to proclaim that he is God so he goes fishing and they went out with him the Bible says and they got into the boat and that night they caught nothing here look in this passage of scripture what this tells us is that they've made a decision and they've went fishing at nighttime. your decisions in the darkness are not always your best decisions. You will never make a good decision when you're dealing with darkness. That is why we have been called children of the light and that is why scripture says he has pulled us out of darkness and set us as children of the light. I've come to tell you, you cannot dance with darkness and proclaim yourself holy. You cannot dabble in darkness and proclaim yourself a person of the light. I'm preaching right now. You cannot sing with darkness, dance with darkness, play with darkness, and call yourself a person of the light. You're either in the darkness or you're in the light. You're either in the darkness or you're in the light. And I've come to remind you that Jesus has called himself the light of the world. And he said, and now that I go away, he said, now you are the light of the world. I've come to remind you as the church, we are not to be people of darkness. We are not to be playing with darkness. We've not been called to walk in darkness. We've not been called to to fish in darkness. We've not called to do anything in darkness except to be called out of darkness and into the light. And we must no longer lead people 
people into darkness, but drag them into the light and let us declare that he is the light of the world. So on this night, they go fishing. Look at what that tells us. That tells us that they were in a season of darkness in their life and that they've gone here and they've gone fishing. They've gone back to doing what they used to do. And now that they've gone back doing what they used to do, look right here, the Bible says, and they caught nothing. Isn't it bad that you can't even do what you used to do good anymore? I can't even do what I used to do and be good at it anymore and even feel good about it anymore. Why? Because I've been called away from doing that. He called me out of that. That is why it doesn't taste the same, look the same, smell the same, and that's why really and truly I'm uncomfortable dealing with it because I've been called out of that. Hear me. When you begin to go backwards what you used to do, that's never going to satisfy you either, and you will find yourself just as empty doing what you used to do as you find yourself right now. And so their nets were empty, doing what they used to do in this dark night season. I've come to tell someone, don't you back up and don't you go into darkness and don't you walk backwards in tonight because you're going to be as empty then as you are now and feel worse about yourself and your relationship with God because you are in a place where you have found yourself going backwards. And that night they caught nothing. And in that season they caught nothing. There was nothing in the nets for them. They couldn't even do what they used to do well anymore. Everything seemed to be falling apart. I've done all I know to do. I've went back fishing. Jesus is it here. What else do we do now? Here's what the Bible says, but. There's that word, Ken, but. When morning had come, I've come to remind us today that weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Have they is told all night? and they have fished all night and they went backwards doing what they used to and they weren't even good at that anymore and that didn't satisfy them anymore they showed up as empty now as they've ever been but when morning had come hallelujah Jesus stood on the seashore I've come to tell somebody you've dabbled in darkness long enough but lift up your eyes under the hills from whenceforth cometh my help my help cometh from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth I've come to remind somebody that it's always darkest right before the dawn but the light of the world is coming right to where you are and the darkness you've been dealing in and the trouble you've been dealing with it's about to be overcome by the light of the world but when morning had come there stood Jesus on the seashore when I hadn't seen him in a while when it had been a while since I'd felt him since it's been a while since I've heard him all of a sudden in my darkest moment when I turned around and I realized in the morning had come there stood Jesus right there where I was I've come to tell you even if you do go backwards He will be standing near you, coming to you. Why? Because the plan of the Lord will stand forever. And in Matthew, when Jesus told Peter, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, that word was still being proclaimed over Peter's life. And even though he was going backwards, there stood Jesus ready to say to Peter, I'm not finished with you yet. It's in this place that Jesus says to him, to them all, children, have you any food? And they answered him, no. Notice the change of relationships here. He doesn't call them servants. He doesn't call them friends. He calls them children. There is no place you can run that you're still no longer the son or the daughter of the living God. There is no sin so great that he will not look at you and say, 
Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you. There is no darkness that's able to diminish the relationship of him as your father and you as his child. And so Jesus stands on the seashore and he does not say, you bunch of ragtag, no good for nothing fishermen. I can't believe you'd go back to what you, no, no, no. He says to them very lovingly and patiently, children, have you any food? Wow, I've come to remind someone in the house today, no matter how dark it gets, you're still a child. No matter how bad it gets, you're still a child. No matter how bad it gets, you're still the sons and the daughters, heirs and joint heirs with Jesus. Have you any food? Children, have you any food? And they said to him in verse six, in verse five, no. And he said, then cast your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. They fished all night. Surely they, these brilliant fishermen didn't forget to fish on the right side of the boat. Surely they haven't been fishing all night on the left side of the boat. If you know anything about fishermen, they'll fish every hole, even if somebody else is standing in it, they'll go stand right beside them and try to fish in that same place with them. Tony Hester's bad to do that. <laughs> Tony Hester and Charles Goblin will run you out of the place you're standing to catch the trout you're, you're going after. They'll stand before God for that, amen. <laughs> but Charles does take cosmic brownies to fish with, so it's all right with me if he knocks you out of the hole because you can eat a brownie and drink a Coke, amen. But for some reason, this time when Christ says, have you, have you caught anything? Cast to the right side. This time the net was full. Hear me. It always makes a difference when Jesus shows up on the seashore and when morning has come. You see, there's a timing to this thing. You're not going to do anything on your own in a night season. But when the Holy Ghost shows up, but when the light of the world comes to where you are, what seemed to be empty when you were trying it seems to all of a sudden be full when Jesus shows up. I've come to tell you he still makes nets full and he still puts bread in the basket. He still takes sardines and makes a meal for 5,000. I've come to remind you that little is much when God is in it and you might not be able to do it on your own but when the King of Kings and Lord of Lords show up, what you've been toiling for all night will become easy because the anointing is making the difference and the presence of God is changing the situation. The problem is we try to do our marriages on our own and we try to do church on our own and we try to handle jobs on our own and we try to raise children on our own and we try to handle depression on our own. We try to handle sickness on our own, but I've come to tell you, you'll never make these things on your own. But when you walk through divorce with the Holy Ghost holding your hand and when you walk through cancer with the Holy Ghost holding your hand and you walk through depression with the Holy Ghost holding your hand, you'll be able to turn around and say, I don't know how I made it, but I know who he is and that he brought me through. I've come to tell you, you cannot do this on your own, but it's in him that we live and we move and we have our being, hallelujah. And it's in this passage of scripture, it says that, therefore the disciple whom Jesus loved, which is John, John writes the book, he said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard it was the Lord, he put on his garment, his outer garment, for he'd removed it and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in a little boat for they were not far from land but about 200 cubits dragging the net with fish. And as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals and fish laid on it and bread. And Jesus said, bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Notice this. I love this part about Jesus. Here they have toiled all night. It's good to see you. 
and they've caught nothing. And here stands Jesus on the seashore. And when they show up on the seashore, he's already got prepared for them what they've been fishing for. Is that not a slap in the face? Is it not one of those moments of, ain't that just like God? Huh? I should have been dead, but God. I should have been bound, but God. I should have been oppressed, but God. I should have been sick, but God. I should have been lonely, but God. I I don't think you're getting this today. And when I finally get to the place that I realize, but God already has prepared for me what I'm fishing for and what I'm looking for and what I'm hoping for, it's all of a sudden I'm able to say he does prepare a table before me, even in the presence of my enemies, and he anoints my head with oil, and my cup will run over, and I don't have to do anything about it but show up at his table because when I show up at his table, there is an abundant supply, and I'm able to say, now I'm to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we should ever think or ask I've come to tell someone he already has your peace he already has your joy he already has your hope he already has your love he already has the thing that you've been looking for he's already able to fill you deliver you and heal you he's already able to come right to where you are and say peace be still So many times we try to do it on our own and we look for it on our own and what we have to do is look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And with a grill full of fish and bread, I don't know why he toasted the bread. I don't like toasted bread. Some kind of crazy Galilean diet. With a grill full of fish and bread, he looks at him, he says, you can bring some of the fish over here that you caught too. Isn't that just like the Lord to say, I recognize your labors. And I'm going to use what you've labored for too. Because I recognize you told all night. And I recognize you've been weary in this thing. And I recognize things have changed. And I recognize the situation that you're in. And because you obeyed me and listened to me, I'm going to use what you've labored with and labored for. And I'm going to use that just because I love you just like you are. He says, bring what you've caught to. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net, verse 11, to land full of large fish, verse 12. And Jesus said, come and eat breakfast. Another disciple dared to ask, who are you? Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to him and likewise the fish. This is the third time he shows himself to the disciples since he was raised from the dead. Next verse. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, notice the wording here, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Over in Matthew, Jesus changed Simon Peter's name from Simon to Peter. He said, you shall now be called Peter. But for some reason on this morning, he calls him Simon again. Even though he had changed his name and said, you'll be called Peter. On this morning, for some reason, three times, he calls him Simon again. Jesus said to Peter, before the rooster crows three times, you will deny me. 
Peter said, I'll go to the cross with you. I'll die with you. Before the rooster crowed, he denied him three times. And so Jesus lets Peter know this morning. You were not acting like the rock I told you you would be when he calls him by his name, Simon. You've went back to being that blade of grass that just sort of blows around in the wind. You, you've went backwards in this thing. Some people tell me there's no way you can backslide. This sort of gives us a foreshadowing of some of this stuff. You've went backwards and so I'm gonna have to revert to calling you to your name again. Simon, do you love me? You know I love you, Lord. Simon, do you love me more than these? You know I love you, Lord. Simon, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. And we get to verse 19. Then he spoke saying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Watch this. Three times he asked him, do you love me? That's one time for every time Simon betrayed him. Because he betrayed him three times before the rooster crowed. This is one time for every time he betrayed him. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. Do you love me? Do you love me? It's in this moment that after he has this renewal with Christ that Christ says to him the exact same words that he said to him in Matthew's writings when he was walking by that same lake maybe on the same type of day and he looks at those fishermen he says follow me and I'll make you fishers of men on this very morning after he has this renewal with Christ and he has this moment of I love you for every time that I failed you he looks at him and he says the exact same words to him follow me and I've come to tell someone in the house you cannot mess up so many times and you can't go backwards so far and there is no amount of darkness that's going to change anything because Christ loves you the way you are. And in all of John's writings from that moment on, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and even in the book of the Apocalypse, John never refers to Simon Peter as Simon Peter ever again. He always calls him Peter because there was a renewal There was a renewal. There was a moment in his life where he had messed up. But there was a moment of forgiveness that covered it up. And so John refers to him as Peter every time he talks about him. Even Luke in the book of Acts says, and Peter and John went into the temple. Even Luke in the book of Acts begins to declare him the shadow of Peter. Everywhere that John writes of him and in the New Testament, we see that he is referred to as Peter after this moment on the lake. Why? Because there is a God that washes away the old things. For behold, old things have passed away and all things have become new. I've come to tell somebody what God has ordered to for you and what God has put together for you, and what God has joined together for you, no man can put asunder, no demon can stop, and hell's forces will not be able to hinder. And I've come to tell you as the church today corporately that the plan of the Lord that was spoken over this place a hundred and some odd years ago is still the plan of the Lord today. And even though darkness may come, and even though shadows may come, and even though hard times may come, and even though we make mistakes and go backwards, and that happens sometimes, here's what we knew. There is a renewal. There is a place 
place of repentance. There is a place of hope where he will say to us, when I called you out of many days ago, it's still good today because I am the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. The plan I spoke over you many days ago is as good right now as it was the day we started this thing. Behold, repent, call out to the Lord, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. But the enemy likes to come and say, but you're not worthy. You walked in darkness. It's in that moment you say it's under the blood. That's under the blood. You messed up. That's under the blood. You failed. It's under the blood. God can't use you. Sure he can. That's under the blood. He doesn't care, but sure he does. That's under the blood. Because when I was messing up in the night season, can it come over in, in that verse that said, but when morning had come. It, that word, but it erased everything before that. And here Jesus steps on the scene and says, I am that I am. And there is still a plan and a purpose. And therefore, that is why he tells the prophet Jeremiah, for behold, I know the plan that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Maybe today as I'm closing this thing. Someone begin to play. It was after this moment on the lake that in Acts 2, Peter stands up. He begins to preach under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And 3,000 were added to the church. <laughs> but this was a man that denied him. But this was a man that met him on the lake. Over Acts, as he walks by the lame man, the shadow falls on him. The lame man stands up. But this was a man that messed up. But this was a man that had an encounter. As he stands and he begins to proclaim, the Bible says even that 5,000 were saved one day. God can't use me. I fell backwards. I went into sin. There was moments I doubted him. There's moments I cursed at him. Well, that's all right. Because his name is wonderful and his grace is sufficient and his mercy is new every morning and act two of Peter's life was a life of proclaiming silver and gold have I none but what I have I give unto thee rise and take up your bed and walk so I've come to tell you today young people old people all people your failure does not finalize your future but he who holds tomorrow is orchestrating your future but he who stands in tomorrow but he who stands at the end and calls out to the beginning but he who is from everlasting to everlasting your failure does not finalize your future but your moment with him in the morning 
it changes everything. It was in this moment here on the lake as he tells Peter to follow him. Peter has his moment with the Lord. Peter becomes one of the greatest preachers of the gospel story. I've come to tell you your darkness does not define you. Your darkness does not define you. Your habit will not hinder you. Your situation will not stop you. Your darkness will not define you. So therefore, by faith, lift up your hands, lift up your eyes, and lift up your voices and say, I need you this moment. I'm not going to let this define me, but I'm coming out because there is a future and a hope. Stand to your feet all over this place. And after the Spirit has come upon Peter and he preaches this gospel, his many, many stories happen after him. A man locked in jail, the church prays, and Peter walks out. But never again does he deny the Christ. He stands in the face of all of those things and he declares, I was there and I was changed forever. So this morning, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, just say, Preacher, I've allowed some things to define me that God did not speak over me. And I, I have been allowing some things that God said and spoke over me to be pushed under by some things that are in my life. I, I found myself maybe going backwards. I found myself worried about the past and the darkness I've dealt with. I sometimes feel like God may be finished with me. There's moments I fall into temptation. I feel like it's over. There's moments I feel like this future and hope but doesn't apply to me because I can't seem to get out of the present and the past morning's coming dawn is breaking that's for somebody's life right there dawn is breaking Weeping has endured for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. He's going to turn my sorrow, my sadness into dancing. I'll not be defined by this darkness. I'm going to be defined as an heir and a joint heir of Jesus. People are already moving. If you need to move, this altar is open right now. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I'll not be defined by what's held me backwards. I'll not be defined by what I went backwards for. I know what God said, 
but the enemy's been wearing me out. But I've decided this morning I'm going to press on toward the mark. The high calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. Doesn't mean you've backslidden. It means darkness crept in. We all deal with darkness. It comes and goes. But today dawn is breaking in someone's life. Dawn is breaking in people's life. There's hope, there's hope, there's hope. Some some man come play, pray right here for Jimmy. Bow down before you, love and adore him. His name is wonderful, Jesus, my Lord. You don't have to be defined by your habit. You don't have to be defined by the trouble. You don't have to be defined by the mind games the enemy is playing. You don't have to be defined by any of these things. Today is the day of freedom. Today is the day of a new day. Today is the day of dawning. Today is the day of morning. Today is the day. Is wonderful. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you say, preacher, this, this makes sense to me. This is sort of where I am. I'm not comfortable coming down there, but... This is where I am. Just lift up your hand right where you are. Put it up. Yep, 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 yep. Who else today? Just lift it up for a moment. Lift it up for a moment. Yes, 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 yes. Today I feel like I'm dealing with some darkness. Today I find myself wondering. There's been days that I don't know what to do. What's next? I I, I don't know what to do. I, I'm all I know. I'm just going to be still today, and I'm going to know that He is God, and I'm going to let Him work, and I'm going to let Him move, and I'm going to let Him act in my life. Who else today? going to go down. I'm going to pray with these. If you would, right there where you are, pray with your neighbor. Lay your hand on their shoulder or whatever you want to do. Pray right there where you are.